so some people are saying on his on his um, Instagram post that any talk or debate of this is disrespectful to the memory of Matthew Perry and it just shows how low the internet has gone. But ultimately... Well, it, shows, it also shows how low people's IQ has gone. Howdy, Fox. The ghost of Robert Stack here. I used to haunt Double J's nightmares, and now I have hijacked his podcast. Hawks of the interwebs, welcome to another Shenanian infused journey into the mind of this particular garbage condud. Come at you life slash recorded from a studio slash spare bedroom, deep in the foothills of Appalachia, directly from the number one drug overdose death capital of America, per capita of course, in today's Operation GCD adventure. Double J is honored to be joined by the bootleg producer of Operation GCD, Darren LeBrit, here to discuss the death of Friends actor Matthew Perry and the Hollywood high witness surrounding his death. From P. Diddy, D. Munz, to Matt Men himself, there is no shortage of high weirdness surrounding the untimely death of Matthew Perry, Hawks of the Interwebs. Thank you again for joining us to get a little GCD. You can locate all links for the host Double J and guest Darren the Brit in the show notes. Enjoy the discussion between Double J and guest Darren the Brit on Matt Man, Hollywood High Weirdness and the Death of Matthew Perry. William! So, for those of you that have been distracted due to the current geopolitical crisis in what is known as the Levant, or to use its more Operation GCD name, the Holy Land, you might have been distracted or not even aware that a major Hollywood celebrity died tragically now some of you might be really cynical and heartless and say yet another one which in a way you would be correct with but this individual has a lot of very unique connections involving current geopolitics and it also says something around the nature of our current pop culture cycle from 1990s all the way to now, in this end of the 20th and beginning of the 21st century. That is a rather historic but also worrying type of environment. So the individual that we're going to talk about is one Matthew Perry. And Matthew Perry, in his own even existence, was somebody within two worlds. He was a Canadian citizen, but he was also an American. And it seems throughout his life, he didn't really know which side to identify with. And that comes across potentially as the foundation of his difficult and life-filled with struggle, but also with excessive wealth and privilege. 
So I decided just to do a sort of deep dive for you, the audience of Operation GCD, as its bootleg producer, or as I nice. call it, its talent scout. And what that sure. basically is is well, let me let me interject real quick because I I don't uh, I don't know that I know all the details surrounding Matthew Perry's death. Now, it's my understanding he was found in a hot tub, right? Yes, it was. Was he last seen in that hot tub that day, or had he been in that hot tub for numerous days? Because it also seems his last uh, social media post was him in that hot tub like five days earlier. Yes, it's all um, interesting in terms of. It's sort of like that post that you mentioned that was taken on the 23rd of October 2023 being a Monday night. It sort of reminds me of when Neil Armstrong leaves the Apollo 11 capsule and he says, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Right. Now, when I was a child... What and, do you mean when he left the uh, studio in the Hollywood Hills? Well, there you go. I'm get, yeah, well, I'm going to get into that. So for those of you that don't know, get ready, hold on tight. So when I was about nine or ten years old, and this is around about 1987, and we were doing our time in elementary school looking at the Apollo missions, I instantly stated he wasn't the first man on the moon. To which the teacher said, what do you mean? It was the person who was operating the camera. (laughs) And then the teacher was like, yeah, you're right. And then the film, one of my favourite films, The Watchman, or Watchman, has in its beginning sequence a recreation of that moment. But the person who is filming it is Dr. Manhattan, who technically isn't human. So that would mean that Armstrong would have been the first man on the moon. (laughs) But it still plays that thing of somebody had to be operating the camera. So now going back to Perry's Instagram, his final one on the evening of Monday, the 23rd of October, 2023, we have him at some considerable distance maybe 10 metres away, maybe 13 metres away from the camera, and he is in his hot tub with old-school wireless uh, can headphones, listening to some music, relaxing. Now, the thing, it might be technically possible that he's got some sort of device that can wirelessly take photos of him, or that was somebody that had took a photo of him in the bath in the hot tub. Yeah, you could have set a timer on a phone. I see what you're saying, but uh, yeah, that is a good point. That is a very good correlation there. If I may interject with some other relative uh, comparisons there, what you just said with the Watchman and Matthew Perry's social media. Um, the Watchman was a graphic comic book series, graphic novel series written by Alan Moore who heavily incorporated the smiley face. Correct. It's more of like a chaos symbol into his, into that series. And Matthew Perry's uh, picture on his uh, lo- on his social media, not the last post, but his actual like Instagram his profile his Instagram. photo. There you go. That's the word I was looking for, profile photo. Um, was him with the smiley face pillow, correct? 
Yeah, and what was interesting was that photo is done in black and white, but the smiley face cushion is in colour. Nice. And Perry's eyes are closed as if asleep, or as they always say, sleep is the cousin of death. And um, the smiley face, that cushions, obviously, that eyes, that the eyes are open with a smile. So it's quite eerie to see that profile photo in terms of what it means. And then for those of you that aren't aware of it, there's been extensive episodes on this podcast with the host JJ talking about the belief very deep investigation that there is a worldwide cult of dark occultists using what is known as the dark web to conduct murders around the world in which men are drowned. It's never women, it's men that are drowned. Yeah, and, and correct, they... sir, and the calling card of those drownings is the smiley face symbol. Hence the name the smiley face killers. And we, now, were for... just, we were just briefly, if I may interject one more point there, Daz, we were just briefly talking offline in regards to a podcast I just did yesterday on the Process Church, The Final Judgment, a.k.a. the Best Friends Animal Society of Kanab, Utah. And just coincidentally enough, I'm sure, I'm sure it's pure coincidence, right? Um, being, being facetious, obviously. The Best Friends Animal Society's logo is a stylized smiley face. Wow. So, yes, people, so does, for those of you that are new that might have got this episode through just being a friend of um, the Friends TV show or to use another term, a fan. Um, this those, is people, got, those people would be currently frightened right now at this yes, conversation. you will be very frightened, but Hollywood people is a very tragic and dark place, and sure. it still perplexes me that in this supposed sharing, caring, be kind environment, me too, Black Lives Matter, LGBT pride era that we're all um, existing in. And the notion is about being compassionate and kind and not being judgmental and supportive. Why is the Hollywood entertainment or the American entertainment industry not implementing this with due care to its um, staff and particularly its main stars? Yeah, no, that's a great point because that was kind of Dave McGowan's thesis, right? With weird scenes inside the canyon, Laurel Canyon. All there's all this Hollywood peace, love, and happiness seen during the 1960s with the hippie counterculture. The actual, if you look at the actual details and, and facts of the hippie counterculture, it's it's drug, death, and sex and death. Exactly, and and it's got to such a stage that people sadly now are flippant about these people dying in tragic circumstances, and it, if if people have these memorials and make these social media posts about their favourite celebrity as a child departing in tragic ways, when is there going to be an actual reflection on the entertainment industry? So so this is what people 
don't wish to do because people are worried that if they do make demands of the entertainment industry, then the entertainment industry will no longer be entertaining. So it shows what type of world we are living in. Sure, that's a great point. But also, I think it also stimulates this kind of chaos in our societies, right? Because in the end, people emulate what they see on TV and in movies and film. It's monkey see, monkey do, if you will. Because, look, for example, this is one thing that really disturbed me just about 10 years ago because I had a a number of my number of my close dudes, their wives were deeply ingrained in being fans of um, Lady Gaga, for example. So we're talking women in their 30s who all of a sudden are painting their hair with like streaks of pink and purple, like Lady Gaga, in some sort of you know mind control type of fashion, right? Like you know what whatever it is that the the magic and the uh, mind control aspects that that, are, that compose that magic or that are products of that magic, if you will. The, the Hollywood magic, it, it is very powerful. And for whatever reason, people do follow the stars to a certain extent, if you will. Well, that's why they're called the stars. stars. That's why they're <laughs> called stars, because in our yeah. ancient past, um, astrology um, then links with astrotheology and, um, you know, the amounts of disciples Jesus had relates to the same number of zodiac signs sure and then jesus would then be related to the sun in which they all are like going around yep joseph and Smith it, the same way he had 12 disciples it's a repeat uh you know a mode of operations if you will yeah so that's what that's what we do that's why we call them stars because we look up to them and sure. then through their magnificence, it gives us some hope and it breaks away the modernity or the mundane nature of our existence. That's a great because, way to put it, Des, yep. Because instead of people looking inward to themselves for the creativity, that's too much of a struggle. So what do you want is do you want ready-made product arrived? Mm. And then do you think related to what you observed with, with 30-year-old women trying to emulate a 20-something Lady Gaga, it's one of the reasons why, in a way, we follow sports teams. I follow sports teams because it is a way of creating a bridge to your fellow man or your fellow individual. And it's something that, like, I can suddenly create a conversation with somebody, but they can also then feel like they're my best friend without having to go through that. So this pop culture, these sports teams, they are a bridge. Now, some people in the alternative research community will scoff and we'll say this is all a fraud. It is an illusion created by those in control to dumb down humanity. In some ways, I do agree with that. But one of the things that I like with sports, it teaches the individual to accept defeat. And it's sport for me is more about how do you accept the defeat than celebrate the victory? Because via accepting the defeat, it gives a true indication of where you are in terms of mental strength, in terms of morals, manners, and behaviours. Well, that's, that's a solid point. 
because anyone can celebrate, anyone can let's get the uh, fireworks out and let's crank up cool in the gang or Queen, we are the champions or celebration by cool in the gang. We can all do that and clap our hands and eat cake and <laughs> and have a good time and jump up and down and smile. That's natural, but it's when your team loses. It's when um, your celebrity is no longer what they once were. Right. It's like it's like how do you act with disappointment, and that's an indication of what you are as an individual. So I do think that sport does play a good role, and it's played a great role in my life because my team is is a soccer club called Liverpool. And thankfully, they have had more victories than defeats, but they've still had defeats. And sometimes those defeats are very hurting because you have something called the season, which in England, the soccer season is mid-August to early May. And you go on this 38-game journey of thinking, are you going to win and this country is the home of soccer. It made soccer courtesy of Freemasons, but that is another story for another time. Oh, nice. And um, it's a big part of our culture. So to have your club be champions of England is a big thing to boast about, especially in the summer months where it's T-shirt weather and you can wear normally the short-sleeved attire of your club in a very boastful manner. So when you go to London or when you go abroad to Spain or wherever you might go on vacation, you will wear the apparel of your team. I believe it's called Holiday, Darren. There you go. So I'm just doing it for your. You see, you're doing the the, the words for my audience. Right. You're doing it. For, I'm doing vacation for yours. I've when I, called it, but just to be fair, I've always called it holiday. Yeah, because when I say holiday to a lot of Americans, they go that song by Madonna, uh, yeah, and I'm like, oh gosh. I'm like, really, pop culture's took over that bad. So yet, yeah, so this is where we are with terms of pop culture now. Going to the very beginning of my research, this is the main point that people have to look at. There was a film last year in 2022 called The Batman. Some of that film was ironically filmed in 2020 during the lockdown in my city centre of Liverpool. And there was a couple of days when they were filming... Um, very critical scenes of that film and there were major marches against the lockdowns that were happening as it was during the first lockdown from um, the evening of the 23rd of March till the 3rd of July. And just as a reminder to the folks of the interwebs, if I may interject your desk, you all over there in Liverpool were, quite honestly, one of the first cities in the entire world to shut down. I wouldn't say, no, I, I wouldn't say we weren't one of the first to shut down, no, because the Prime Minister uh, made a declaration on the evening of Monday, the 23rd of March 2020, saying from that point immediately, 
um, certain things needed to close except critical infrastructure. Right, but if you recall, if you recall, maybe I phrased that incorrectly. You were all the, you all were one of the epicenters of the of the shutdown. If you recall, in February of 2020, there was that whole weird environment where they were shipping all around those quote unquote contaminated people or you know virus ridden people in in buses where the bus drivers weren't wearing. Weren't oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it, I wouldn't. I, wearing hazmat suits except for the bus driver. Exactly. Yeah. So so there was yeah so there was that incident over the water. Um, so that would sort of be like New York, New Jersey in a way. Sure. So um, this was in the Wirral in um, Arrow Park Hospital in which a group of British people were trapped in China and the British government made a deal with the Chinese authorities to get them out. And this was in the February, so a month before the lockdown arrived. Mm-hmm. And they were in a hospital um, in the same county of where I live, but the other side of the river, in a hospital called Arrow Park Hospital, and they were quarantined, and they um, did a protest stroke riot against the standard of food that was given to them, and they ended up getting better food and the food that they wanted. Um, and then when they were... Um, deemed to be um, clean, they were just shipped um, to the local train station and they were allowed to be in general population. Right, which is a great idea, I'm sure. It was a virus. (laughs) And that contravened what the World Health Organization told the British government that they needed to be in for a week longer. But then the British government then stated they knew more than the World Health Organization, which is an interesting relationship because at certain times they will lockstep into whatever the WHO tells them. But then when there are things that they don't like what the WHO tells them, then they um, have their own rules because they are the governments of the United Kingdom. Sure. So it's just, just to be fair, just to be fair, I believe you're mispronouncing the organization. It's the Bill Gates World Health Oh, yes, yes. I forgot, of course. The number one financier of the World Health Organization. Uh, of course. Bill Gates. <laughs> I, I forgot. I forgot. Sorry. Hey, no problem. No problem. So, yeah. So now because... Because on Operation GCD, we go all over the place. I'm going to bring it right back to Matthew Perry. There you go. So the most important thing people need to do is either watch or re-watch the film The Batman from 2022. Now, the reason for this is that it overtly shows how charitable foundations can be used for illegal activities. The climax connects to an alternative theory on what potentially occurred during late August to early September 2005 in New Orleans, USA. So the reason why I brought that up is in one of Matthew Perry's posts, it has him, uh, let me get the date so I can get it exact. Yes, so on... um, Sorry about this, folks. Oh, take your time, man. Um, Because I've got a lot of information. Yes. So on... (laughs) 
Norm, Norm was on Saturday Night Live. Norm tells the best fucking stories about some of those celebrities that went through there. And, and, and uh, Matthew Perry had an assistant and said, you know, Matt, want, he said to Norm, Matt wants to do a sketch that he wants you to be in where uh, he talks like he does on Friends. He calls it Matt speak. And Norm said, what are you talking about? He goes, he goes, well, you know, he invented a way of talking, the way he talks on Friends, Matt speak. And he showed him a clip. And Norm said, are you talking about sarcasm? <laughs> Somebody, one of the one yeah. of the younger writers said, "I think Matthew Perry's a genius." And I think I think that's what it was. And Norm said, "Is he good at math or something?" <laughs> So on Thursday, the nineteenth of October, twenty twenty-three, we start seeing things related um, to Perry's. Instagram regarding the film The Batman and what he has in his bedroom, which is something I've never seen before. He has three television screens in his bedroom. So one is on one wall, one is on another wall facing opposite, and then on the big what would I call it, patio door that leads to a balcony that has the classic skyline of Los Angeles is a projection-type screen. And all three screens are showing the Blu-ray menu of the film The Batman. Now, Now, this bedroom is, I would say, a regular-sized large hotel bedroom so i wouldn't see the sense in an individual having free television screens so that comes across to me as a riddle now that day because some people have just found it a very very precise it was on tuesday the 17th of october in which he started to leave very surreal, coded potentially messages. But some of these Instagram posts do have a direct relation to the fictional comic book character, the Batman. So, which he was, which Perry, if I'm not mistaken, was very big in, into the whole calling himself Batman, right? Yet, so in um, his book, he calls himself Batman, which. I, I haven't read the book, but again, it's that thing like somebody of a certain age is like colouring the hair. It's like you're of a certain age. You're not like a, a teenage kid in elementary school or high school. Why would you call yourself the Matman? I, I, I don't really get it. What is the fascination with this fictional character of the Batman? So then... We see these three screens, and it's almost, in my viewpoint, it is Perry telling the audience or his followers that they should watch this film. And it's so important. He's got the Blu-ray menu screen on three screens in his bedroom. So that was the first uh, clue of it. Um, now we have on Thursday, the 19th of October, 2023, Perry shows off an LED lighting display of the Bat logo 
which is on the base of his outdoor pool during night time. Now, as soon as I seen that, I was like, imagine being a man in his 50s, locating an electrical engineer to do that type of modification in all seriousness. Now, I know the Hollywood um, set are very extravagant and unusual, but, you know, imagine that conversation, JJ. You know, you hear somebody, maybe through some special effects people, you know, in Hollywood, and this individual comes to your house, and they're like, yes, Mr. Perry, what can I do for you? And he goes, well, you know, I've always wanted to improve the look of my outdoor pool hot tub, and what I would like is a Batman logo in red, with red lights. Like, I think that would look really cool. Sure. You know, imagine what that, like, that sure that electrical engineer is doing a job and he's going to say, right, it's Matthew Perry, so I'm going to, like, triple my rates and get as much money as I can. Get some of that friend's money. Exactly. But still, to... You know, um, I, I just was thinking what that conversation must have been like. Or even more surreal, could it have been done through Perry's PA or management? Sure. We represent um, actor and um, charity um, um, activist Matthew Perry, who played Chandler in the hit television show Friends. Do you know who he is? Yes, I do. Well, what? Mr. Perry would like is your services to install a bat logo so at night it glows red when he's in his pool hot, hot tub jacuzzi. Could you do that for Mr. Perry? Oh, yes, of course. That sounds really cool. Right. Like, what? You know, so, so that shows the level of lifestyle and, like, I, I don't know. It's there. And then the other thing that has led to a big debate on the still active Matthew Perry Instagram um, a profile is one from Monday the 23rd of October 2023 that has a hand that's likely Perry's that places what looks like three Bane Berries on a kitchen top surface. Now, for those that don't know what Bane Berries are, it is a toxic plant with its roots and berries having the highest levels of poison. When ingested, the berries have an almost immediate sedative effect on the human heart that can lead to cardiac arrest if enough are consumed. So some some people are saying on his his, um, Instagram post that any talk or debate of this is disrespectful to the memory of Matthew Perry and it just shows how low the internet has gone but ultimately well, it shows, also shows how low people's IQ has gone you... well well, you could Some say low IQ responses, you know what I mean? because at the end of the day, you know it's not really it's not really disrespectful to ask questions, but it is always what is heard, right? Especially when, when you're asking questions about someone's untimely death. They're like, well, wait a second, that person just died. Like, yeah, that's the point. That's why I'm asking questions. Exactly. And the other thing is ultimately Perry, of his own free will and volition, 
put that on Instagram, on his own Instagram. Sure. So sure. he is doing something that I have never seen on social media. It's not a trend. And it's like, well, what does this mean? And it's Bane berries, huh? Yeah. And then like, Bane. Like the Batman villain Bane? There you go. That's a synchronicity there as well. Yeah, yeah. And then the man, least... lives, the man that lives in the shadows. There you go. <laughs> so, and the man who broke the bat. There you go. Yeah. Great so uh, later on the same day, Perry does something very rare on his social media, which is uploading another post. And then this time it is with a a carved pumpkin, yet again with a Batman logo with the words to the post saying, do you know what I mean? Question mark. Interesting. So, so what he, so what he has done is he has presented a question and it is almost natural to seek an answer to a question. So to do that is not disrespectful to the man's memory because he's asking the audience, the world, is it's a public profile. Sure. Do you know what I mean? So that's going to lead to people having these conversations like we're having now Absolutely. and other Absolutely. things to say, well, what's going on? This is because Halloween is the 31st of October and he's now got a carved pumpkin on the 23rd of October. Now, the final chapter of his best-selling autobiography is titled, you guessed it, audience, Batman. And the autobiography is called Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing, which could relate to uh, his issues with alcoholism. Now, the reason why I suspect... Well, it, it, could, it could relate to that, or it could relate to whatever big, terrible things that he was involved in. Well... Or was familiar with, maybe um, not involved in. Well, in a world that we've learned about Jeffrey Epstein... um and his associates, um, we have to sort of question everything tragically. I'm Darren, not saying. What are you talking about? All of, all of his clients have been arrested, rounded up, and brought to justice. Oh, yes, oh, of course. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. That's an alternate reality. Oh, My that mistake. is. My that, mistake. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's one. That's an alternate reality in which Miss Dr. Manhattan exists. There you go. And the Batman. Nice. There you go. So, yeah, so in that, um, and for people that may say, what is he talking about, Jeffrey Epstein? You are welcome to type in the search engine of your choice the following summary, or if you want to do it verbatim, word for word, what I'm going to say. Jeffrey Epstein, new race of humans, based upon his DNA, Zorro Ranch. What you will find is an article likely from the Guardian newspaper here in the United Kingdom that states that one of Jeffrey Epstein's ambitions was to create a new genetically altered race of human beings that would be based upon his DNA and his like his physical likeness. So this is the world we are living in, just as bizarre as any a comic book character. And Epstein could be Absolutely. seen as, to use a DC link, a sort of frightening um, Lex Luthor. 
type of individual. Lex Luthor also, yeah, I mean. That is Meme World 2023, what used to be a meme, is uh, currently reality, and I think that's a great correlation. He is kind of a Lex Luthor-type character. So that is the world we are living in, people in which billionaires with connections to Wall Street and other institutions are talking with uh, leading geneticists, fellow billionaires, and others with high-profile in pop culture monarchy. And not just, if I may interject, not just Wall Street, though. Let's not forget Epstein was one of the major financiers of artificial intelligence mm. and, and of leading physicists and scientists. For example, there's photographs of Stephen Hawking on Jeffrey Epstein's submarine being piloted by Glenn Maxwell. There you go. I did not know that, people. So that is the world we are living in, people. So um, this is a reason why these type of... Um, podcasts exist and also if they didn't exist it's still there Stephen Hawking was on a submarine just piloted by Ghislaine Maxwell there you have it so the other connection I found with um, Matthew Perry and Batman is that in the 2008 film in which he had the lead role titled Birds of America one of his co-stars was Zoe Kravitz, who would later play Selena Catwoman Kyle in that 2022 Batman film. So I don't know if via maybe having constant references to Batman, he hoped through maybe his connection with Miss Kravitz that would get the attention of James Gunn who is now head of the DCU and also the director of the Batman film, which will eventually be not only two further films, but a HBO a television series exclusively looking at the Penguin character played by Colin Farrell. So mm-hmm. this universe of the Batman that was out next year is going to not only continue in cinema, but it's also going to branch out into television. So I don't know if that was one of the things that um, Perry was looking at. Now, one of the other things that surprised me was the amount of eulogies, honest, heartfelt eulogies that arrived from people in entertainment regarding Matthew Perry with personal anecdotes around how he helped them when times were tough personally for them and also things he did just to make them laugh. And one of the surprising notions was in that autobiography, Friends, Lovers and the Big Terrible Thing, one celebrity is targeted by Matthew Perry for almost over hatred, that being Kinal Reeves of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Point Break, and the Matrix series of films. Now, Mr. Reeves is also seen um, publicly as being one of Hollywood's supposed nice guys, but Matthew Perry in his book has absolutely no time 
for um, Mr. Reeves and he states that it would have been, and I'm paraphrasing, it would have been better if Mr. Reeves would have died than River Phoenix. Mm. So that is the level of dislike and hate that Perry had for Kinal Reeves, which I have never heard anything negative about Reeves. Um, I have seen him, Reeves, recently on a UK Formula One Grand Prix coverage in which he's been at various Grand Prix around the world and he's been very accommodating and polite to the Sky Sports F1 team and he was fanboying around them saying that the pleasure was all his and it came across as rather genuine and polite but maybe at another time of life Maybe Reeves wasn't the person he is now, as we all change and develop throughout the years. But Perry was very overt about that level. And even I found out about this through an article in online and Variety magazine. And Variety magazine is the uh, main source of Hollywood entertainment. It's main outlet of what is going on. So that is a rather prestigious outlet, so to speak. Now, one of the things I find with Matthew Perry's Instagram account is that it's very, very middle of the road, very bland, almost seeming like he's got some team that is managing his um, social media account. But one thing made me laugh, and it made me laugh out loud, And it was from the 6th of June, 2020, in which Perry posts about Black Lives Matter. Now, the reason why I laughed about it is that the show Friends really did not show New York as the diverse metropolis that it actually is. If you watch Friends, it's mainly white people um, as as guest characters, as extras in the background, and it doesn't really show the diversity of that 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 city metropolis to such an extent. There was, I believe, murmurings of discontent, and it led to Ross for one season having a black girlfriend, just out of tokenism. So when I seen that, um. Instagram post from Perry about the importance of appreciating black people. I was like, well, the thing that made you famous and wealthy didn't really acknowledge black people of New York who play a major part. And when you go to New York, you see black people everywhere. So that was a bit of an interesting take and also shows the hypocrisy and double standards that exist in these metropolitan liberal celebrities that a lot of us worship, known as stars. No, absolutely. That's a great point. So that was something that made me laugh. Now, the other interesting thing was, um, again, this notion of the map man and what could that mean? Well, during my research, I found that the childhood of Matthew Perry was in a Bruce Wayne-type privileged manner. Now, he grew up 
with the current Prime Minister of Canada, one Justin Trudeau. And he, Matthew Perry, was a few years older than Trudeau. And it led to Matthew Perry, in his own words, admission not only in his book, but as an anecdote to Jimmy Kimmel when he was doing the rounds promoting his book, that he beat up Justin Trudeau. Now, when you say beat up as an adult, that means you've really put work on someone. Whereas normally children, when they have a dispute in high school, it's a few punches, but I wouldn't use the term beat up. But Perry made You're that me clear. Matthew Perry was beefing with Castro's kid? There you go, exactly. I did not know that. They went to school together, huh? They went to school together, yes. So it shows the privilege. And at the time when Perry beat up, his words, not mine, Justin Trudeau, Justin Trudeau's father, Pierre, was Prime Minister of Canada. So that shows, I don't know, the level of of dislike or where the head of uh, Matthew Perry was at the time to sure. go after the Prime Minister of Canada's son and, in his words, beat him up in school. So that shows a dark side. And again, that links with the Bruce Wayne anger issues that that fictional character has in his adolescent years of violent outrages due to the death of his parents and being an orphan. And then another thing that I got from Isaac Weiser from his excellent podcast, so I have to give credit to Isaac, um, the most mysterious man of the alternative research community. It seems that he will only talk to Jay Dyer and Sam Tripoli. So hopefully, JJ, through your contacts with Mr. Tripoli, you can uh, forward my thanks in this episode to Isaac's work. And hopefully I'll, that will, I will certainly do my best and relay the message. And hopefully that will lead to Isaac being a guest on your podcast, as he seems to really avoid communication with people, which is That's his a good choice. Suggestion. I, never, I never really considered it, but he does he does some great work in this, especially in this area of uh, what we're discussing today. Yet, so what Isaac um, discovered was um, related to. Um, that incident with um, the fight. Oh, and something else in which in the book that um, Isaac has started reading the autobiography, Perry makes an admission that um, when his mother and his stepfather, who were married, um, had another child, which was his half-sister, he then decided at a young age to be totally narcissistic, in which he felt abandoned, and then he felt it was him against the world. So in Perry's own words, and I'm paraphrasing, it was F the world, it's every man for themselves, and he was going to do and feel as he pleased, because this sister arrived, in the world that uh, took people's attention from him. So that could lead to maybe one of the reasons why he became a performer, because he loved the attention, 
praise and that filled his natural narcissism. But that was quite, it was an honest recollection for Matthew Perry to make in his book. But that's, also, a, that's a good analysis of the psychology there, Daz. I'd like to add one, one further point. It almost seems to indicate when he's calling himself a madman that he also has some sort of um, you know, inner sort of uh, vigilante nature to himself, right? Yeah, so that could then again lead to the reason why he's, he's put the Batman Blu-ray um, menu, menu screen on three screens because that film, like I remember I watched it in the cinema and I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. I was like, right, the director is doing a one, two, three explanation to a worldwide audience and a pop culture event, how charitable foundations can be hijacked for money laundering from illegal activity. And I'm like, wow, this is interesting. And then in the film, as Isaac highlighted, there is a club the Penguin has and there is a club within the club that like a lot of like naughty things go on, a lot of illicit things get used and a lot of the, um, say, pub- senior public sector workers executives of Gotham will then mingle with the illegal underworld of Gotham in this club within a club. So again, it's highlighting things and we've heard about clubs within a club in a certain city in the USA, which we won't mention because the AI will immediately pick it up and end it. But let's say it's to do with a certain Italian staple food but we won't go there for now. So for the final post of what um, Matthew Perry put on his Instagram, he is listening using those old old school style can headphones, possibly listening to music, looking away at the Los Angeles night, night skyline. And the words to that entry are, oh, so warm water, Swirling around makes you feel good, question mark. I'm Matt Man. So again, this is from somebody who's in his mid-50s and it's all very disjointed. It seems like it's a cry well, it's, for yeah, help. It seems disjointed, right? It seems disjointed because we don't know the full details of what a man's motivations and actions right? So I'll say that again because my because the audience might be North American, they might say, I, I didn't understand what that line <laughs> said. So I'll say it again. Oh, so the warm water swirling around makes you feel good? Question mark. I'm the I'm Matt Man. So again, it's it, it's all very interesting, it's all very unique. And that was on the twenty third of October, and that was his final Instagram uh, post. Now, with everything in America, we have a hip-hop connection, as that is the music of this era. And on Friday, the 1st of September 2023, a singer-rapper by the name of Doja Cat starts releasing promotional material for her latest single, 
called Demons. Now, the image that is released on a TikTok, which is a very short video, and a, I believe, Instagram, has Doja Cat naked, um, a painted black um, with devil horns, and she is wearing like a pearl necklace, and um, she is sitting on what looks like the classic red couch that was used in the signature title credits credit sequence of I believe the first three or four seasons of Friends. Oh and, yeah, right when they're sitting in front of the fountain, right? Yeah, and behind and behind is that fountain, and in the font of Friends is the word demons. So that was on Friday the 1st of September 2023. Matthew wow. Perry battles his internal demons of substance abuse and mental health issues. So that was interesting. But the other thing is, is that you mentioned about Lady Gaga mm-hmm. and people maybe 10, 15 years ago just dying their hair. Now the music has gone to a woman naked, painted in black, um, with devil horns and white cl- white claws um, instead of just normal nails. Mm-hmm. And that is a music video with Christina Ricci in it of the Adams Family and um, a new pop culture female empowerment show called Yellow Jackets which is about a group of cannibalistic high school friends and with Juliette Lewis is in it, another interesting individual and that's been in a lot of interesting work. So, yes, this is what Hollywood is now. Hollywood is um, using dark occultic memes now on 90s pop culture. So, yeah, so that was very interesting as well. I haven't seen the video. I've I've read descriptions of the video, and it's all freaky, and it involves um, a family in which Rishi is the mother, and they move into a house that's haunted by demons, and the, de- and the demon is Doja Cat. So that was that one. And then the most interesting Batman link, we're coming back to Batman, Linking with, with hip-hop is on Monday the 30th of October. So this is two days after Perry has been announced dead because he was found in the hot tub on the 28th of October. Whilst promoting his new album on the Jimmy Kimmel chat show, Sean Diddy Coombs, also known as Puff Daddy, mentioned to Kimmel that he had received a letter from Warner Brothers, who owned the intellectual property to Batman, in legal documentation stating that if Coombs ever dresses up again as the Joker, that being the one played by Heath Ledger, that he, this being Diddy Coombs, would face breach of copyright legal action. Say now, what, why, why, how would that be breach of copyright? Well, what happened in Halloween 2022, what went viral was 
did he got a world-renowned um, movie makeup designer and then somehow sourced the clothing, which you can buy, licensed by Warner Brothers, that he fledged sure. war for his role as the Joker. And surprisingly to the world, Sean Diddy Combs did a magnificent take on Heath Ledger's Joker, and that involved going around Los Angeles with an Elon Musk um, Tesla flamethrower and also stopping vehicles, which one of the vehicles was with the rapper Tyler, the creator, who, when you watch the video, did not know it was actually Diddy. Because oh, wow. Diddy was so good in his performance as Heath Ledger's Joker. I'll say so, he kind of sounds more like um, not Heath Ledger's Joker, but uh, the Thirty Seconds to Mars guys, Jared Leto's Joker. Well, I thought it was more like Heath Ledger's, in my own personal opinion. Okay. I, I haven't seen it, so I'll, I'll defer to your defer to your analysis. I'm just saying it sounds like he took it up even further notch of crazy than uh, you know extra Looney Tunes, if you will, than, on top of what Ledger yeah, yeah. did. Yeah, he did. He, he sort of added onto that level of insanity. But that's inter- why I was saying it was Lido, more like, I say, more like a Lido, because Lido stayed in, he he stayed in character the entire time they filmed the Suicide Squad. Oh, he famously was sending like Margot Robbie, who played um, Harley Quinn. He was famously sending her gifts like dead rabbits during Oof. the filming of that movie because he stayed in character as the Joker the entire time. So yeah. So yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So this people is Hollywood. These are the stars we all worship, people. Yeah, right. This these is the people these are the people the stars that are followed and, and Lido's one of those kind of like strange kind of cult leader kind of guys. And he's the one who purchased the old uh, Laurel Canyon top secret Air Force movie studio known as Lookout Mountain Lab uh, Lookout Mountain Labs or Lookout Mountain Films. Mm. That's where his home is today. So there, so you see, every everyone, it all links in with whatever's going on in the Hollywood. So yes, so um, Puff Daddy does this viral um, Halloween prank, and he posts it on either the first or second of November, twenty twenty two. It goes absolutely viral because his performance is that accurate to ledgers, and then. On the 30th of October 2023, he then gets uh, this legal warning from Warner Brothers to say that he can never dress like Heath Ledger's Joker. Now, according to my knowledge of copyright law, even if you buy an artist's product or a, a product owned by a corporation, if they view you to be be against their supposed morals and values, they can use copyright breaches against you. They first of all have to state that they do not wish you to be associated with that product. And then if you do then still continue to wear their product or play their music or talk about their artists, they can actually use legal issues. And that is seen during American elections in which candidates will play music of certain artists. And artists will say 
If they don't like that politician, we do not wish you to play our music or legal action will be taken against you. That's a good example. That's a great example, actually. So, yeah. so that's why they that's why they use that action against Diddy. So what Diddy then did live on the Jimmy Kimmel show, he then looked directly to camera whilst pointing and he stated that the legal departments of Warner Brothers should pay attention to what he will release the next day on Halloween. So he was basically challenging Warner Brothers. So what did he then presented on Halloween is a high-quality movie-style video of 2 minutes 29 seconds in length in which Diddy portrays Christian Bale's Batman. And that that includes a replica of the Batmobile of that film or otherwise known as the Bat-Tank. And that was driven around the streets of Los Angeles at night time. So um, it's Holy all. Holy tr- smokes! I didn't realize that Diddy did any of these things. That's that's uh, some next level any tunes action. If you ask yeah. Me. So he, um, it's all high level drone footage, and then what it then has is Diddy as Batman enters at night the office of what seems like an unnamed film studio boss, played by an actor, and then he uses violence on this supposed film studio boss to end the current actors' strike and to give in to their demands around for better pay and including better terms and conditions. And then in a voiceover in the video, Diddy, using a gravelly Batman voice, states that he is fed up about the greed that exists in those who control American entertainment. Interesting. So this is all. So this is two days after Matthew Perry has been stated that he is, or Matt Man, that he is is passed away, and then Diddy does this thing, and even Jimmy Kimmel, he was saying like, why would Warner Brothers stop you from dressing as the Joker? What's that about? And Diddy's like, I've got no idea. So even Jimmy Kimmel was some sort of perplexed. Now, in my research, what I found was Kinal Reeves has actually portrayed Batman, but this is in a voice acting capacity in the, tw- in the 2022 animated children's film, DC League of Super Pets. So I don't know if, or I wonder if Perry went for that role at the audition stage, but lost to Reeves. Sure, and maybe, and maybe some films um, are, are done two years in like pre-production. So maybe the auditions that take place eighteen months before the first day of work. Well, especially so that, with the strikes that were going on, there was probably very likely it all started before twenty twenty. So maybe um, this is the reason why in his autobiography, Perry's got some sort of dislike to Reeves because it denied him the chance to be his his, his hero, the fictional comic book character Batman. Uh, the other... Um, well, it's interesting you bring up about Diddy because even in the comic book tales of Batman, once Bruce Wayne dies, Batman doesn't die. Another Batman arises. 
Exactly, yeah. There's always, it's a mantle. That's what Batman always says in the comic books. It's not him, it's a mantle. So his um, understudy, which was the first Robin, Dick Grayson, who's then known as Nightwing, after Batman dies, he then becomes Batman. So it's more of a mantle than it is actual person. So in summary... White people make they edibles so strong. What are you running from? I just wanted to go to Target. Now I gotta call somebody to come get me because my car is turned into a spaceship and I don't know how to fly it. I'm not an astronaut. Um, the passing of Perry sums up the bizarre, tragic nature of the American entertainment industry, especially that of the Los Angeles area, Southern California. More must be done to protect those in terms of mental well-being, as far too many have had spectacular falls of grace to others whom have died due to self-destructive lifestyles over these past 100 years. That is how long Hollywood has been going. And you can go to the very beginning of Hollywood and you can see self-destructive behavior in these high-profile stars. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And there's just no shortage of strange and anomalous deaths, untimely deaths, even if they're not murders, that occurred amongst Hollywood stars dating back to day one in Hollywood. What I would advise from the audience is, as an individual, I have had counseling on a number of occasions because life is tough and what I am noticing now in lots of friends of mine in their mid-40s they are going through what is classified as a midlife crisis because here in the United Kingdom the average life expectancy is between 84 and 88 years of age So right now, me and my peers, we're right slap bang in the middle of life. And a lot of people are having difficulties with it. And there is no shame in going for psychotherapy, for counselling, because we all have trauma. Um, You might think your trauma isn't really that special or big compared to others. It's not about looking at other people. It's about making you be the best person you can be and if that entails speaking with somebody who is trained and fully qualified then do so because you will get a feeling of absolution and that person has likely heard worse things than what you could ever tell them so um, there is no shame in it the other thing again this is sort of like my dark sense of humor is I always tell people that you should know in your life, in your circle of friends, you should know two specific people, that being black people and the other being military veterans. Now, that sums up this podcast. You are listening to someone who is black, and the host of this podcast is a military veteran. And the reason why I bring these two specific groups in is because of the sheer 
darkness and moodiness and what they have witnessed in inhumanity, what people can do to other people will really make you appreciate what you have. And I honestly feel if Matthew Perry did have somebody in his life like myself or somebody in his life like JJ, it would likely be a wake-up call and he would likely realise how fortunate he was to have that lifestyle, that fame and that attention. And it's the things that, for instance, there is somebody that's been a guest on this podcast a number of times, Sergeant Dan Dean, who hopefully is still continuing with that great podcast of his. Where well, he... I, have, I have some good news. He's actually releasing a comedy special here very soon. He just recorded it. Excellent. Well, hopefully he will still continue with his um, great podcast, 50 Shades of Camo, which is available still available anywhere on the internet in which Sergeant Dean talks to veterans of the American military and some people still in the American military about their life before being enlisted and what was life like being a member of the military and then back outside on civilian street. And when you hear these honest accounts of what these people have witnessed and what these people have gone through it makes you happy of what you have not faced them things like i remember something that's a good good way to put it because i just may interject real quick in regards to what you're saying i think you're spot on darren because i often joke you know my sense of humor is a very as you pointed out for and i i think is an accurate description a gallows sense of humor but it, and honestly, it's my sense of humor is simply a reflection of the world as I see it. You know, I'm really just roasting the world, and it is a dark world. So I mean, then it becomes dark humor. So, exactly. Like one of the things I think I Dan w- has captured a lot of that in his podcast series as well with other veterans. Yeah. So I've I've always said I've got friends that are veterans here in the United Kingdom, and I watch like like we are now on the fourth of November, 2023, as we're recording this. Tomorrow evening will be the famous bonfire night um, of Guy Fawkes. And one of the things that, um, for the first time I've ever seen on British news, national news, was the beginning of a campaign to reduce the noise of fireworks due to that many people who were former military personnel suffering from PTSD. And and in the news report, they've talked to people who are ex-British military, how they deal with this time of year. And some state that they will hear a bang in the middle of the night and it will mean that they will suddenly just wake out of bed and believe they're back in Iraq or Afghanistan under attack. Yeah, no, that's very possible. That that does occur very, very frequently amongst veterans. And, you know, so this is the importance of um, knowing um, military veterans, knowing black people. They will tell you anecdotes. Like an example related to me personally being black was yesterday I was leaving a a department store, let's say, in Liverpool City Centre. 
and I was making my way out to the main exit entrance. And then a woman walks into the store past the automatic security barriers. That alert when somebody has taken something without the tag being taken off or scanned. Now, the security guard on the doors knows fully well that white woman has activated that that alert system. But because the security guard sees me as being the only black person in vicinity, he is almost in two minds wherever to stop me when I am further away from the barrier than him and the white woman. So I then have to give him a look as if to say, don't try it, mate. She's the one that did it. You deal with her because she activated the alarm. To which then he realised I wouldn't be entertained with him asking for me to stop and look into my bag. And that was just a two-second incident, but that is the daily issues and racism on a micro basis that I have to deal with on a daily um, manner. And I just have to deal with it like you deal with it, with a gallows humour and a oh, sarcasm absolutely. and a sort of shrug. Because you gotta if make I, a joke out of it, right? You gotta, because, you gotta survive. Yeah, because if I don't, I just get angry and aggressive. Exactly. No, and exactly. that's self-destruction. And that is something that I don't want at me to suffer from or you to suffer from or anyone listening to this podcast to deal with. So yeah, this is... I- if I can, uh, if I can share some some of that same sentiment and push your mind at ease a little bit, um, it happens to me frequently too. In those kind of circumstances, I get viewed on by like you know, like your your instance with security guard. Uh, he probably would look to me, and, and if you weren't there, and I would have been a number one suspect because it's my I'm a red faced individual, and apparently uh, red faced individuals seemingly are always up to something. I'm told. I've been told that so many times throughout my life. Yeah, I've, I've heard I know, that as I know well. You yeah, did it. I know you're up to something. Your face is red for some reason. I'm like, I'm just a red person. I mean, that, how extremely insulting is that? You know what I mean? But again, I got you. Got to make a you got to make a joke out of it. Otherwise, you know, it will drive you nuts. Yeah, I, I've heard you know things with people who are naturally redhead or ginger, and oh, they I'm, I'm half ginger. I'm part, I'm part and ginger. The, I have half a soul. And they say <laughs> that like people will say some absolute like terrible things to them. That if that oh, was yeah. if that like the, like they would never say the same things regarding someone's skin color, sure, and sure. and it's and sometimes the remarks are done in very public settings, oh, done with yeah, yeah, it, yeah. with sarcasm <laughs> with sarcasm to humiliate that individual. Yeah, been there. Yep, yep. So, so you know, so so this is the world we live in. It's a very dark thing. And then the other interesting thing I saw was from a post that Perry made, just looking back at my notes, on Monday the 15th of June 2020, when it seems that he is driving um, through Hollywood and he sees a billboard um, that is um, informing people that HBO Max has now got the rights to stream all episodes of Friends. And it's okay. all—it's almost That's some big like money right there in syndication. Yeah, so it's like Perry is using sarcasm 
to state that um, he sort of despises the thing that made him wealthy. Mm-hmm. It's like he's almost saying, like, can I never escape this type of, um, of, of, can I never escape this type of performance? And the other thing I found with Perry uh, post uh, Friends, he'd done a lot of projects around the human condition. So he'd done projects around being a, a based on a real life um, teacher from, I believe, um, Carolina that won awards for um, making pupils academic. This teacher in real life moved to the toughest area of New York because he wanted to use his expertise to turn the pupils' lives around. Nice. So, so Perry played the lead role of the school teacher, and then he was in a film about a man who just didn't feel anymore, um, didn't feel emotions, physical sensations, felt like he was disconnected permanently um, with reality. Yeah, and that I, I kind of got that assessment from his later career that he had a, he had a kind of falling out with Hollywood. Yeah, so that film's called Numb, and um, what is very strange about that is people who often feel that type of emotion who are men end up as serial killers. Mm-hmm. So that is a common theme within people that end up as serial killers. They no longer even physical touch. They yeah, no longer they have no more emotions. Yeah, sure. Yeah, something happens. So we play somebody who is going through that. Yeah, he uh, certainly played roles that weren't traditional roles in Hollywood, and they weren't traditional roles that you would expect him in necessarily. I feel like too. But they're all also his earlier career. But they're all sort of miserable and somewhat autobiographical. Yeah, in t- yeah, in terms, so is he acting or is he just being himself? So, so that's an interesting um, thing. And then the last point, and maybe I said the last point a while ago, but it's Operation. Hey, that's all right. It's the subsequent point of the last. Point. It's it's op- it's Operation GCD. People, we do what we please. Yeah, we do. What, we, we do what we like. It's we're all in the day together. <laughs> so basically. Um, what I found regarding um, Perry was Chandler Bing was the man that he wanted to be. So what I mean by that is in this book, in his autobiography, Perry states all he wanted was to meet a nice woman who would be, um, I believe, is it Monica, played by Courtney Cox Correct. in yeah. Friends, and he wanted children. And in the finale of Friends, when they all leave, um, Monica and Chandler realise that for whatever reason they can't naturally conceive. So they go for adoption. And due to an administrative error, they get twins rather than one child. So they both agree. Oh, I, thought they did, I thought they did a surrogate. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it was, uh, or maybe it was a surrogate. Yeah, they brought in Anna Fer- actress Anna Ferris as the surrogate mother, I believe. Look at the secret fan of Friends, everyone. <laughs> so, yes, so... Um, oh, shucks, I just added myself. There you go. 
So, yeah, so uh, whatever it was, um, Chandler only wanted one child, right. and then Monica was like, we can't split them up. So we're having both of them, and to which Chandler agrees. And then in his book, he stated, but he never saw the parallels with the fictional character, that that's what he really wanted. He just wanted um, a good woman, and he just wanted children. But then, obviously, he's got like his addiction issues, and then he's got a strange childhood admission of despising his new sibling, and then deeming it that his parents have betrayed him, and it's him versus the world. So there are all like maybe he explains it why in the book I don't know, but that is a very deep and dark admission to make. Yeah, so that's it. So as I say, people, the everyone's got an opinion. If you don't like this opinion, I respect it. To each be his own garbage can. That's what I say. So I will go in my garbage can. JJ will go in his. And yes, you do have your own garbage can. You just don't admit it. Nice. Well, Daz, as always, you bring the heat, my friend. I like it. And if I may uh, close with one point as well for you in regards to Matthew Perry's torn torn uh, opinion of his of HBO picking up the syndication of Friends, do you know who owns HBO? I do not know who owns HBO. The same people that own Batman, Warner Brothers. There you go. The circle is complete, people. Well, that's it. That's the show here, folks. So the next time you're out on the town, visiting your local watering holes, or perhaps just meandering around, and you hear the unmistakable sounds of metal clanking, and you spot signs of a disturbance, well, check your six. Look in that garbage can, cause you never can tell. The GCDs may be loose in your town.